Coming up on Stu Does America, we're live, baby. Thank you for joining us for this exclusive preview of the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. We've got a great show for you tonight. We'll have Steve Dace, Pat Gray, and Glenn Beck stopping in to give us their take. Now, to watch, you'll need to head over to the Stu, uh, Stu Does America YouTube channel. Just go to my uh, YouTube, uh, search for Stu. I'll be the first channel that you see there. Subscribe to it, do all the things. And if you want access to some great shows and you think it's important to support conservative media right now, go to blazetv.com slash Stu. Use the promo code Stu because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks. We're less than an hour away. Let's do the first presidential debate. Stu Does America. Welcome to Blaze TV's live coverage of the first presidential debate. We'll have Glenn Beck, Steve Dace, Pat Gray, and more tonight as we get you ready for the first debate between President Donald Trump and star of Weekend at Bernie's 3, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Let's set the stage for what you're going to see tonight. We are in the leadoff spot here with the debate preview until 9 p.m. Eastern. At that point, we'll all watch the debate together. Again, if you're watching on Blaze TV's YouTube channel, be sure to head over to the Stu Does America page and subscribe there as well for the watch party. We're going to be watching it live. Uh, we'll be coming to you with a little commentary, a little some live scoring like we're Russian judges at the Olympics. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then after the debate, we will have an hour of post-debate coverage. It's going to be quite a night and the stakes could not be higher. This has been the strangest year of all of our lives. And unlike every other election I can remember, People just haven't been in election mode. We've all had other things to worry about, from the global pandemic to economic collapse to peaceful protests that just happened to end in every auto parts store in the area burning to the ground. So it's hard to know what role historical precedent has to play in any of this. I mean, is this just such an outlier of a year that none of it matters? The media narrative of the race is simple. Joe Biden is ahead. He's been ahead the whole time, and it isn't that close. Here's what the polls have looked like since the start of the race. The dark blue line is Biden's lead over Trump, a remarkably stable lead, sitting at 7.3 points today. The lighter blue line is the Trump-Clinton race from 2016. What you see in 2016 is that the polls bounced up and down wildly with big events like the convention and the Access Hollywood tape. But what the chart pretty clearly shows is while this race has been much different than 2016, we enter the first debate at right about the same position. The question is, can Trump do it all over again? If he can, he will be pulling off one of the most amazing political achievements in modern history. Think about what he's up against. He started with a very close election in which he lost the popular vote. And this time, it's going to be harder. If the exact same demographics vote the exact same way that they did in 2016, Trump would lose based on changes in the population. He's faced a sustained barrage of opposition from the media that has never been seen before. He's faced constant investigation and assault from the left. He's had the worst global pandemic in a century to deal with, the economic collapse that came after, and the racial riots that have followed that. And all of that has taken its toll. Trump's approval rating has been historically stable, no big swings, uh, just settling in the low to mid 40s for his entire presidency. Will he win? Well, he currently sits at an average of 43.7%. Going back to Dwight Eisenhower, this places him behind every single president that won re-election. But it also places him ahead of every single president who lost their re-election bid. One thing's for sure, no matter what happens tonight, the media is going to tell you that Donald Trump lost. Think back to the 2016 cycle for a second. 
What do you remember about the three debates with Trump and Clinton? I kind of remember Clinton doing pretty well in one of them, Trump doing pretty well in another, and I didn't really remember much about the last one. But polling showed something totally different. We went through and averaged all the post-debate polls that asked who won this debate, and here's what it showed. In the first debate, 55% thought Clinton won, and only 26% thought it was Trump, a 29-point margin for Clinton. In the second debate, that's the one I remember Trump doing pretty well in. Polling showed that Clinton won 50 to 34, a 16-point margin. And in the third debate, it was Clinton 50 to 31, a 19-point margin. So is this make or break for Trump tonight? Well, I mean, he supposedly lost all three debates last time, and I don't know if you've noticed this, seems to be president of the United States right now. Tonight is about who can exceed expectations. Can Trump dominate this debate like so many Republicans have been expecting this whole time? Can he define Biden with something that sticks? Can he get under Biden's skin? And can Joe Biden show that he's more than just the guy who isn't named Trump? Can he give voters a reason to believe that he could return the country to some feeling of normalcy? And can he get through a couple of hours without randomly talking about squirrels and guzzling Metamucil? Honestly, I have no freaking idea, but we're about to find out. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll talk about squirrels a little bit, but is he going to do the entire debate about squirrels? Intermittent fasting is exploding in popularity as a healthy and effective weight loss strategy. Uh, If you don't know about intermittent fasting, it's one of those things where I find it to be very effective because when you do it, the scale changes every single day. You know, it's not one of these things where you you cut a couple of calories out of of your thing, you know, and every day you're struggling. You don't you feel like you're not eating enough. And then at the end of the week, you've lost half a pound. Whoa. Fast Blast is different. The Fast Blast smoothie has been created, uh, uniquely formulated for intermittent fasting. Um, They can walk you through this entire program at fastblast.com slash blaze. You can get great energy, fewer cravings. And the best part is it's very simple and it tastes uh, great to do. do. These smoothies are awesome. Uh, Just drink one every two or three hours. Combine it with lots of liquids. It'll keep you satisfied satisfied on the fasting days and the other times you're eating it you, you, you wind up getting used to this and you can lose weight so fast it's a different way of going about it i think you might like it we always tell people to do their own homework of course so go over to uh, fastblast.com blaze you can learn all about intermittent fasting and you can learn about an exact program they can set you up with it's really great the slash blaze part of course is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show so get started today with fast blast for a healthier and smaller you it's fastblast.com slash Blaze. This segment is brought to you by Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Glenn Beck is here. How are you? Welcome. Oh, are you excited? Uh, I nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I feel like I'm about to throw up. That may be that may be the bulimia, uh, <laughs> but it may be tonight's debate. I am we, so nervous. We both do look like we have an eating disorder. <laughs> Except very it's concerned. opposite of oh, bulimia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. We don't vomit. <laughs> Never, <laughs> we ever. just suck it all in. <gasps> uh, what do you expect out of tonight, first of all? Uh, second base, uh, second best scenario. Mm-hmm. No, first best scenario, um, and so that would push this other scenario way down, would be for him just for, for Biden just to walk out and drool and be like, <laughs> And I don't think there's more than an 80 percent chance. That that <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, it's frightening because I think people are expecting him to do poorly and yep. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. He's been doing this for 47 years. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's a good debater. 
Um, the, uh, the second best scenario is it, we walk out and we go, okay, all right, no damage, maybe a little bit of questioning on Joe Biden. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, the, the, like my dream scenario is for Donald Trump to be presidential, yet still how, somehow or another get under Biden's skin, mm -hmm. um, get him flustered. Uh, and so he's just he's he can't concentrate anymore. This is doable. Uh, Biden, uh, the 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 situation with Biden where he is a little uh, he doesn't necessarily know he's discombobulated. He doesn't know what's going on a lot. Right. He seems he's my to grandfather. Be, yeah, yeah. And it's it honestly feels sad. That approach has been well documented. And, and I don't think it's a good strategy, but I think it's true. Right. Like, I don't think it's a good strategy for Republicans to be talking about his no. uh, potential issues there. But I think it, it, it is obvious to everyone, not only conservatives, but also liberals. I mean, I think everybody sees it. Um, but the one thing I think has been undercovered here uh, as we go through this is his, you know, his his ability to just jump into rage. When things like his son is mentioned, Hunter Biden, or I mean, he he does not have control of himself and he loses control a lot. If Trump can drive him into one of those situations, that might be the way to go. And it also might turn around for him. Remember Hillary Clinton's um, infamous. What difference does it make? Mm. People died, worked long enough to get past that moment. Mm. If he stands up to Donald Trump and says, look, I am sick and tired of this. Half the nation doesn't know the truth about Hunter Biden. They don't understand. They don't know what's going on. And he will look like somebody who's not afraid to stand up to a bully. Um, it, Donald Trump has to be really careful not to look like a bully. And how you thread that needle, I don't know. I don't know that Donald Trump has that ability. I don't think he so likes, either. But that's, his, that's who he is. Right. He's going to knock you around. Right. And, and Joe Biden, if you can get him to jump ugly early... Um, then then the gloves come off. Yeah. I was going back and looking at Biden's past debate performances. And you look at him in 2008. Here he is against a, a very inexperienced Sarah Palin. And he's on stage and he has to have the lightest touch. And he he's critical of policies, but he's very measured. And he doesn't he never attacks her. He's he's calm and he's measured. The exact opposite with Paul Ryan. Ryan, he jumps all over. He interrupts him constantly. He's a total jerk in that debate, a total jerk. But it's enough to work because Ryan can never get a word out. I he, he, he's a, he is a, he a bit of a strategist in these yeah, situations. Yeah, he will, he will find the rhythm to go against Trump, but nobody has yet. Yeah, but he tough. will try to find yeah. that rhythm to go against Trump. Um, but, uh, you know, Trump won't look like a politician. Mm -hmm. And uh, Biden will. If Biden has these pat answers of, uh, you know, just sounding like a politician mm -hmm. on all stuff, I think that will be a turnoff to a lot of people. Why is this so important? For someone who's tuning in now for the first time, a lot of people are just getting into election mode right this now. This is the biggest choice we have had uh, for direction since uh, Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter, mm. and it dwarfs that. Really? I mean, that we knew that it was America sucks and is over, uh, that attitude mm -hmm. uh, against it's morning in America, mm -hmm. and we're going to fight the Soviet Union. That was the baby romper room nursery school version <laughs> of what we have here, mm -hmm. because they, for the first time, have said, we are Marxists. 
We're Marxists. We're proud of it. They are in the streets rioting, and people like Joe Biden refuse to go hard against them. It'd be interesting to see what he has to say about Marxism, what he has to say about riots and the police and all of that. Um, and then you have somebody who's who's saying, look, I, I don't want any of that. We, we, we love the Constitution. We love America. We love free market. You know, America's good. For the first time in my lifetime, and maybe in the country's lifetime, we have a clear choice. The American system, a new system. They haven't had that choice since 1861. Mm. What about the person who says, look, uh, I see Joe Biden. I've known him forever. He's been around forever. He's a Democrat. I might not love his policies, but the bottom line is he's a normal politician. Right. Show he's no me radical. The, show me the Democratic Party. Show me the non-radical Democratic Party that doesn't want to silence voices, that doesn't uh, want to defund the police. Show me those people, because only until the poll numbers went down did they start saying, hey, these these riots only after the poll numbers, not after the destruction. Yeah. After the poll numbers started to soften, the Democratic Party, as the average person has known it my entire life, is over. It's over. It still had some breath in it during the Obama administration because it was the Clinton Democratic Party, which is not the party of my grandfather, but it still was more. We don't hate America. That's all gone. That's all gone. These people are about white people suck. The system is racist. The whole the all of American history is being erased and we're cool with it. We've got a new reset. We're going to change the economy. We're not going to be a capitalist system. That's not hyperbole. That's from the people that are in the Obama, I mean, in the Biden administration. You know, the people that he's surrounding himself with right now are those people. Yeah, it's interesting. I hear a lot of people say Biden is, you know, he's a figurehead. He's just he's he got through the primaries. He's limping to the finish line. He's going to be six months into this. And Kamala Harris is going to be the president. She's yeah. the brains behind the operation. But is it Kamala Harris? I mean, it's even further than no. Kamala Harris. Yeah, no, it? it's not. It's not Kamala. There. Do you remember, Stu, when we were when they first came out with the stimulus tarp or whatever it was, mm -hmm. that first bill of Obama? Mm -hmm. And it was like 3,000 pages. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were standing in the kitchen of our studios in New York City, and it was this high. It was printed, yeah. And I remember going through it, and I think you were in there, and I said, who wrote this? Mm -hmm. Because in six months, you couldn't do this. Right. In the transition, you could not do this. These were things that the left had plotted and planned forever. They have right now on on the transition team uh, for Biden. They have already looked at all of the cabinet positions and who in what position will have the most levers. They don't care about the law. Who will have the actual levers to turn things off and on? They are plotting massive change to America. I believe it will be the end of America as we constitutionally know it. I mean, that's a that's quite a statement. That's quite Show a statement. me where they're not saying that. Tomorrow night special, the yeah. Wednesday night special. Yeah. This is part we three, right? Part three. This is the last episode. We will show you their own words, their own words. They're not afraid of them anymore. 
Now, this goes back to something you've been saying for a very long time. At some point, they're going to get so frustrated and sick of this and, and think they're, at, they're having their moment. And they could just take the masks off and say, essentially, we are socialists. I said they want to tell Ooh, you. Desperately. Because they don't like the average person. They, are, they think that they are so far above and they know they're sick of listening and being thwarted by you little farmers. Mm. They want to tell you, yes, we're coming. And that's what they're telling you now. Can Donald Trump successfully get that message across tonight? I don't know. He's been doing a pretty good job lately. Um, You know, he needs to make this a clear choice between American free market principles and the Constitution rule of law uh, and uh, and insanity. What's amazing is the package of Joe Biden makes people will make people think, okay, well, things will be back to normal. He doesn't hate America and it doesn't want to. So they're looking for that normal from Joe Biden. But he is a Trojan horse. He's not in charge. He's not in charge. Who is he's going nappy nap every day at noon. And I'm not kidding you. (laughs) So who's in charge? He's the Trojan horse where Donald Trump looks like the disruptor, which he is. But he's actually the stable one. (laughs) <laughs> He's a very stable genius. We did learn that quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, what does Donald Trump need to do tonight? What, what's the, if, if Donald Trump could get First, one thing done, do what's he need to do? do no damage. No damage. Do no damage. Well, people would say he's behind. He's got to do more than that. Uh, I, I think you let the, um, if he can reassure the voters that they didn't fix the economy, they don't know how. They'll destroy it again. I can fix this economy and you know it. Yeah, and I think you know it. That. Yeah. And also, uh, these riots in the streets, I'm not for it. They are. I'm not. I will stop it. I will stop it. And your kids will be free from Marxist lectures because I'm stopping that as well. These people are terrorists. That guy is in league. His allies are mm-hmm. those people. You want more of that, vote for him. You want to return to sanity and rolling up your sleeves and saying, America's not going to be a part of this COVID madness forever. We will protect our people, but we're not going to destroy everyone else's lives all the way along. That's a if he gets weapon. that away, he wins. All right, 30 seconds left. Uh, if you're a Joe Biden advisor, turn, turn this off immediately. What does Joe Biden try to do here? Tonight. What's the right thing for him to attempt to accomplish? The most important thing he can do, and I don't think it's going to be hard, uh, but his campaign said they wanted three breaks. Today they asked yeah. for three breaks during this, which is insanity. The biggest thing he has to do, stay focused. Stay with us. Take the blue little pill and just <laughs> stay with us. If he goes, looks foggy or deer in headlights... I think it'll send a very bad message. All right. Glenn Beck is going to join us over on the couch to watch the debate. We're all going to be watching it together. Got to go to the Stew Does America YouTube channel to catch that feed. And then we'll be back after the debate right here uh, with a post-debate wrap-up. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. Back in a second. Joining us now is Steve Dace. He's the host of Blaze TV's The Steve Dace Show. You can watch here on the network. Of course, subscribe to the podcast, YouTube, and everything else. Steve, welcome to the program. Good to see you, Stu. I owe you an apology, by the way. Do you? Yeah, the Gallagher machine. Oh, no. Um, I, I was trying to beat your high score, mm-hmm. and it, it fizzled out on me, and I had to unplug it and start it back in. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, te- so technically right now I have the top four high scores. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, but they're nowhere near where your, yours was at, so it probably won't last very long. I thought you were going to tell me you beat me because my arm is actually tired from yesterday playing the stupid <laughs> no, thing. No, no. Uh, you tweeted out four predictions uh, before we came on the air. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through them? Uh, for tonight's debate, I think you're going to see four things. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see uh, Vice President, former Vice President Biden. I think he's going to try as much as he can to focus on COVID-19. That, um, that that's what Trump's America is. Mm-hmm. That's where, where Trump's leadership gets us. Are we locked down? Are we not? Are we reopening? Are we not? Um, different regions of the country aren't even sure if they're going to play a college football game and when they're going to start uh, because it ties into the Democratic notion that, you know, Trump is an agent of chaos and, yeah, and cannot fe- be trusted. And look, it feels chaotic, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think number two, Trump is going to focus on what America was like prior to March 12th when the lockdowns began because he had a very strong re-election record to run on prior mm-hmm. to that. Uh, you had the best economic growth since the dot-com boom. You had the highest family median income growth since 1968 before either you or I were born. It's an amazing stat that yep. nobody knows. And and so I think he's going to say he's going to say, hey, I got us there the first time. I can get us back there. We ran into this once in an, a century circumstance. We were learning on the fly. We're already the job rates coming down. We're going to have a big fiscal quarter this year. Mm-hmm. I can get us back to where we want to go. We don't want to we don't want to break up uh, you know what we had going that momentum. Third, I think you're going to see uh, Joe Biden's dementia. I don't believe will flash tonight. I think really? it'll be 90 minutes. I think, um, you know, whether it's, it's a Keith Richards uh, cocktail, they have to give him backstage. <laughs> right. yeah. But I think, I think they'll find a way tonight for him because it's everybody's expectation is we're going to see this tonight. And if there's, if there's anything 2020 has been about, it's not delivering on our expectations. Yeah, that's right? very true. Very true. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to see Joe Biden's dementia tonight. That's a bi- I mean, if he gets that done and doesn't have one of those moments where he flubs the line and stammers way, his way through something, I mean, that's a big win for Joe Biden. I yep. think that's the thing that people who don't follow politics are nervous about yep. with Joe. They think that he... You know, they don't, they're, they don't, they're not worried about him being some crazy leftist, which they should be worried about. Uh, but they are worried about him, whether he's just mentally competent to do the role. Isn't that an amazing statement that it you is. just made? Aren't you, you know what, now that, now that Glenn's gone, yeah. just between you and Yeah, I, sure, okay, yeah. Isn't, aren't you really ready to celebrate this is the last damn boomer election we're going to have? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, seriously. Bernie might run again. I mean, <laughs> enough. It, it, and this is kind of like the culmination of the 60s, really. Mm. Where, I mean, you know, Trump represents what's left of the uh, notion of traditional Americana within that generation. Um, and then, you know, Biden represents uh, social upheaval, cultural revolution, things of that nature. And then what happens after this election uh, if, if the Democrats lose, it'll be fascinating to see. Will they reassess where they're at whatsoever or where they think we're not moving? We're not moving in the middle at all. We just need a better, more charismatic proxy. I think if Trump loses, um, I think you will see the Republican Party, particularly the base, become more radicalized than it has ever been, uh, particularly going into the 2024 mm-hmm. cycle. Uh, and then the fourth thing was, well, you know, um, the thing. Come on, man. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's true. So the, the fourth thing is if those other three things happen. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think maybe it doesn't move the needle as much as was anticipated going in. Well, that, and, and I mean, you, you've been in the middle of these things. You've been in war rooms behind the scenes for actual candidates. You've done the real work. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that's the way it works, right? I mean, you see maybe a bump out of a big win or a big loss, Mm -hmm. but generally it seems to fade away. These debates don't normally turn the tide. 
They don't, uh, unless there's a moment that cements what the narrative is. Uh, you go back to 1992 when George H.W. Bush, you know, they had the, the, the fake news story that he didn't know how the checkout scanner worked. That was a total fake story. Yep. Mm-hmm. It still gets uh, propagated still today. today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when he checked his watch and the woman's asking him, hey, about the national debt, and what does it mean to you? And he's like, what do you mean? What does it mean to me? And she's like, well, I mean, you personally. And he starts like talking about his grandkids and stuff like that. And that kind of cemented that he was out of touch. Uh, you go to uh, in, in 2008, there's a fascinating moment or 2012 in one of the debates where Romney is trying to make a point about Benghazi. And Biden or Obama looks at him and says, move on, governor. Like I'm the alpha in the room. Mm. And, and Romney just baited up and moved on. Uh, in 1980, when Ronald Reagan looks at Jimmy Carter and says, there you go again. And then closing statement, he looks in the camera and says, are you better off than you were four years ago? But most of the time, the fireworks we see in these debates, unless they reinforce the narrative going in somehow and cement it, yeah. uh, they don't impact the final outcome as much as we think. Yeah. And, and that goes not just for debates, but the entire campaign. I mean, you ha- you can build a, n- a narrative as a, as a campaign, mm-hmm. but you have to have that confirming event. Right. I, it strikes me with like um, when people were talking about Hillary Clinton, Clinton being corrupt all that time. And it kept building and building and building and building. And then a week before the election, James Comey said she's corrupt. She's corrupt. Yeah. And everyone's like, holy crap, she's really corrupt. <laughs> and the race moved in Who a knew? big way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that is a big thing. And, yep. and, and as we enter this, the narrative has been, I think, successfully built right or wrong as, as, a, as a strategy. And we can talk about that as well, that Biden isn't doesn't have it anymore. If he has a moment like that, that would confirm that narrative and could yep. actually move. I this. agree that it would move the needle. I agree. Uh, and I think that's why I, I think they will have done anything, including the, you know, the uh, Ivan Drago training team uh, <laughs> to dope him up to the point that that cannot occur because yeah. that would end the election right there. You know, both of these candidates, the issue they have is that there's a group, a large group of people who should be voting for them, but are leery of doing so. Yeah. In Biden's case, it's because of what you just described. There's a lot of people that think that Trump is this disruptor and the media wasn't biased and everything was great. And our suburbs all got along until Trump came along and and messed everything up. And Biden will take us back to that time. You and I know that's not the case, but Mm -hmm. they think that way. But then they look at Biden and they think, well, maybe that's not the guy that will be running the country if he wins. Maybe it's some of these crazy leftists that I also don't like. Right. With Trump, his issue is there's a lot of people, particularly in suburbs like where I live, that on the issues overwhelmingly agree with him more than they do Joe Biden. They should be wanting to vote for him. They should be voting for him. But even after four years, they're still not settled in their gut or in their spirit with him as the president. And I think what he needs to show is stature, poise, empathy, um, the, the stuff that a lot of our audiences want, frankly, the, the clickbait, you know, uh, on uh, slow Joe and stuff like that <laughs> is not what will win over no. that last layer of voters that he needs to convince that he can, because it's really hard to make the case. Well, if you vote for the other guy, there'll be civil unrest in the streets. Well, there's civil unrest in the streets right now. Yeah. Show me that you can do something about it. Well, if you vote for the other guy, you know, we might have 40 million people unemployed. Well, two months ago, we had 40 million unemployed right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think he needs to show the country President Trump. I think he actually needs to tower above Joe Biden in stature. Needs needs the country to see that Joe Biden is yesterday's candidate, that Donald Trump is the candidate for the here and now. Mm. Um, 
going back to 2016 for a minute, because I made this point even earlier tonight, where the race right now, as far as a lead goes, is about the same as it was with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. It's been much more consistent. He said it, Biden's had a consistent lead in the polls where the, you know, the Clinton one has gone up, bounced up and down. But from right about now on, I mean, they're at the same point that they were. A big difference, though, is is third party and undecided voters. There's much less of them this time. Biden, while he has a similar lead, is at or above 50 percent in a lot of these polls. Uh, is there enough room for Trump to move people or is, is it just cemented? Well, I th- in the places where it matters the most. Yes. I mean, California is going to make sure if you ever if you ever woke up one morning, Stu, and you thought to yourself, I wonder how many postage stamps exist in the state of California. You are about to find out. Yeah. Right. Because if you go back to 2016, yeah. I mean, he lost that state. Trump did by four million votes. He, he won the other 49 states in the popular vote by over a million votes. Mm. All right. So California's job is to make sure that the Democrats walk out of this election at the very least with the talking point that we won the popular vote again, mm-hmm. even if it takes every damn postage stamp in the state <laughs> of California to make it happen. Right. All right. So that factors into some of the general election stuff. But on a state to state level, the states that matter most, Arizona, I think, is the key in the Electoral College for Trump, because if he can manage to, to hold on to that state, then he's only got to win one of those hotly contested Rust Belt states, I think, to get to 270. All right. There are enough people in those places because of how far left the Democratic Party has gone. It's, it's why you're, you've seen states like Ohio and Florida. And traditionally, if a Republican wins Ohio and Florida, they have won the presidency every single time. Those were states that look like they were either trending Biden or toss ups right now. I think the Trump campaign probably feels pretty comfortable about where they stand in those states right now, meaning they probably think they have about a three to four point lead in those states if we had to vote. So I I think in the places where the battle is going to be contested these last 30 days, yes, there are enough persuadable voters. But you have to Trump is the is the consummate salesman here Mm -hmm. and he has to sell them what they want to buy, not what he wants to sell them. Okay, what they want to buy is President Trump, a steadying hand that can put the country back to where it was uh, before March the 12th. That's what they want to buy. He has to sell them that, not the slow Joe troll and things of that nature. We'll leave it there. Steve Dace, uh, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Make sure to subscribe to Steve's uh, YouTube feed, podcast, and everything else. He's on Blaze TV every single day. Steve, thanks for coming on the program. You bet, Stu. Sorry about the gallery again. I'm, I'm very upset about that, but we'll still be back in a second. I mean, look, it was well over 400,000. That's the only problem with it. Uh, Do you have a a big problem with big tech? I know most of us do. Uh, You know what they have in common with the government? Well, they both want to silence dissenting voices into submission to fight back against having your voice censored by both big tech and big government. I fully recommend ExpressVPN. The problem with big tech is that they get to track everything you do online and they can match your activity to uh, your true identity using your device's unique IP address. You know all the games they play. Well, when you use ExpressVPN, they can't see your IP address at all. They have no idea. Uh, you're, you're anonymized uh, with a secure VPN server. Plus, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of my internet data and yours as well. Uh, when, you, when people are looking at, uh, we're talking about eavesdropping or hackers or whatever weirdo is online. So stop uh, letting big tech and big government censor and track you. Defend your rights and protect yourself with expressvpn.com slash stew. The slash stew part of the address is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. It's expressvpn.com slash stew to get three months free. Visit expressvpn.com slash stew to learn more.
Welcome back to Stu Does America. We're doing the debates tonight, of course. If you're watching on Blaze TV YouTube uh, channel, welcome. We do this every night, by the way, uh, over on Stu Does America. That's the YouTube channel you should go to. Subscribe to that right now. And now if I give you one little piece of advice, because we're going to have the whole debate watch party over there in just a couple of minutes. Another piece of advice, though, is also subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed on YouTube. Uh, It's a great place to go. Pat Gray uh, joins us now. Genius advice. It is good advice, right? Absolute genius. I thought it worked. Yeah. Um, So while we're talking about advice, Mm -hmm. what's your advice for Donald Trump tonight? What's he trying to do? Uh, Just do what he does. You know, what he does is what people want, (laughs) (laughs) apparently. He doesn't seem to do anything else, right? Right. right. Trump does Trump. There's no other Trump has to do Trump. Yeah. And... You know, he was I don't know what he was doing the other day, if he was trying to be nice or whatever, what he was saying that Biden's probably going to do well. He does fine. He's got a lot of experience. He's going to be fine. Like, that's not Donald Trump. Yeah, that's not the Donald Trump I want to see tonight. (laughs) I want to see the Donald Trump who is on, you know, the attack. He's aggressive. He's going after Joe Biden and he's talking about his issues and his his problems and the fact that he may not be all there that's that's the donald trump i want now that would be very entertaining is it good strategy though because i I think it is is. his base loves it right i mean it's true the people who hate him are gonna hate him and the people who love him are gonna love him do you think if do you think he has to move people that are undecided still though is that still part of this is there anybody undecided how could there be you have to just not be paying attention right yeah i don't even understand how that's possible (laughs) i really don't understand how it's possible that you're under oh i can't figure it out this one's pretty tough (laughs) um wow yeah do i go with uh the guy who signed on with the radical left-wing agenda (laughs) and marxism or do i go with the guy who loves america huh (laughs) shouldn't be that tough it shouldn't so i think maybe what Trump was trying to do there, though, right, is to say he doesn't want to lower expectations so that's what, much, yeah, yeah. right? I and, think and that's by, what he was doing. People are trying, you know, and I've done this. I know you've done it as well. I, I, you know, I'm not a Republican strategist. It's not my job to 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 make, you know, the, the, the path easier for Donald Trump. I want to cover mm-hmm. and, and to tell the truth. And I know that's yours as well. The truth is that Joe Biden absolutely looks like he's losing it. Is that a good strategy, though, for Donald Trump to be implemented? Yeah, because I, I think it'll upset Biden. And when he gets upset, it might it might throw him off his game. I you know, there's a rumor that he's taking anti Alzheimer's drugs and uh, mm-hmm. like Namenda. But Namenda is for, I think, moderate to severe. So I, I don't know that he's taking that because I don't think he's there yet. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely an I, to me, early stage. Dr. Pat. Early stage dementia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. In my in my medical opinion, <laughs> he's in early stage. You have examined him? Uh, as, as yes, I've examined okay. him many times on the air. Okay. Many, many times. And, uh, you know, maybe he's taken Aricept or something, but because there are times when he's lucid. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are times when he's completely out to lunch. I feel like people who have not been following this... And there's more than normal, I think. I think a lot of people, you know, been in worried about whether their kids are going to go back to school and whether their business is going to open up again. People are focused on other things. They mm-hmm. haven't been fo- f- following the election like they normally do. I think there's a decent amount of people that are going to tune in and think he's not even going to be able to finish a sentence. And right. while I would not be shocked if he couldn't finish a sentence, the entire debate, he's probably going to do better than that. Yeah, they're going to have him hopped up on 
something today. <laughs> He's going to get. Well, He's gonna have I kind of expect him to get through this. Yeah, I. I mean, he has to, right? They they have to be pretty confident that they can get him through an hour and a half. Otherwise. I think he would have come down with COVID-19. Right. And we wouldn't like, be here. Uh, not feeling right so now. well. Yeah, yeah he's always yeah. oh, sick. He's really, I mean, he'll be okay eventually, but he's really sick right now and can't do the debate. We would have heard that. Let me flip it to the other side. If you're, again, a, a Biden advisor tuning into the Blaze TV YouTube feed, just turn it off right now. Go watch the debate somewhere else. What does Joe Biden try to do tonight? Like, what is his goal? If he's, if, if, for Joe Biden to win, what does he need to accomplish? I think he just has to stay lucid. Like we were discussing, I think if he stays lucid, he he does pretty well. I think everybody will say because the media is going to give him the pass anyway. Mm-hmm. The media is is going to be on his side and they're going to say he won regardless. Yep. So if he doesn't have any of those really bad gaffes or really bad, I don't know what I'm saying right now moments. Um, I think for for CNN and MSNBC, that's going to be plenty. And I, th- I think for them, he wins. Um, I don't think he wins for, you know, the Trump voters, but All I right. think just staying lucid is probably the best <laughs> he can do, really. The bar is set low, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. um, okay, so there's been sort of, and this is we are in a constant news cycle all the time. There's always another story to outweigh the story that you thought was going to be the only story for the mm-hmm. next few weeks. We've had two or three big ones here in the past few days. Do any of them make a difference here? The Supreme Court, uh, Trump's taxes, any of this, is this going to be uh, a big part of the debate and does it make a a dent in the election? Um, I don't know that the uh, I don't know that the taxes will be a big issue, but I think COVID-19 will be a big issue. Um, they've already set out the the agenda, apparently, that uh, Chris Wallace decided on. And so the taxes kind of came in late. So I don't know if he jams that in or or not. Um, but you got to talk about Amy Coney Barrett. Right. And Biden will have to talk about how radically right wing she is <laughs> and try to disparage her that way. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll be a part of it. I'll be interested to see what his take is, because so many on the left have gone like, you're mega Catholic or ultra super mega Doppler Catholic. <laughs> um, and it was, Biden supposedly is Catholic, too. Right. Right. Um, I, you know, I've never, you know, I don't know. But I mean, that's what he, that's at least what I, my understanding is. Um, does he does he try to have that moment where he calls out his own side? Because I think that's the type of thing that Biden could do that might might actually make a difference to the people in the middle, the people who might not like Trump but don't want to see their cities burned to the ground. You know, mm-hmm. a moment where you say, hey, I don't want my, my cities to burn to the ground. I hate the people who are calling Amy Coney Barrett, uh, you know, we're bashing her religion. Like, those types of things are, you'd think would be easy. Calling out Antifa by name. Yeah. These things seem basic, but they can't seem to accomplish them. Years ago, I think that would have happened. Mm. Now, I think the I think the party is too radical for that. I, I think that he gets in too much trouble with the left for doing something like that. And I think it hurts him really badly uh, with with his base if he were to call out anybody on the Democrat side. I mean, AOC runs this party. Yeah, she does. I mean, she's a dunce and she runs this party. (laughs) How is this? I don't know how we got here. How is this possible? I don't know how we let it happen. Is there uh, a question in your mind uh, that uh, because this has been tossed around a lot. If this goes well for Biden is a good first debate. Gets out of there unscathed, cements his lead, whatever that is. Is he trying to get out of the other two debates? <laughs> That's been tossed around. Everybody a lot. thinks so, don't they? It does yeah. seem that. Everybody on the right, at least, thinks yeah. so. Uh, I, you know, if he, if he, he's doing the Fox News 
debate. So mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah. you would try to duck the other two that are going to be more um, left-wing friendly. I mean, Chris Wallace is no, like, he's not like a super friend of conservatives, but no. he should. I think right. he will at least ask Biden a couple of times. I think, he'll be, right? I think he'll, he'll be fair. Yeah. He'll be fair. Otherwise, Trump will tear him limb from limb, and I think he knows that. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be better with Chris Wallace than it will be on NBC. We know that. Yeah. And it's the first one. That's when most people watch. It usually gets yeah. the biggest numbers. Last year, uh, or 2016's first debate was the most watched debate of all time. You think this one challenges that? we got about no. 30 seconds. No? No. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I feel like people have that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe people just have their 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 they're, they're used to the Trump thing now. They've got yep. their minds made up. We'll see. It's going to be a big night. We've got the debates coming up. You got to go to the Stu Does America YouTube channel to watch the feed. Myself, Pat will be there. Glenn will be there. I think Steve might be there as well. Just watching the debate, doing some light commentary, uh, reaction over the top, maybe some quick fact checks. Uh, it's going to be a really uh, fun time. And then back here, Blaze TV YouTube channel for uh, the debate after a show. It's going to be great. Pat Gray Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. You can do that right now in the commercial break. It's coming up right now and that's when people can subscribe right it's open to subscribe yes, it is okay yes right doors now. are open business right now, right now. go to operators it. are standing by okay this is it take a deep breath just minutes away from the first trump biden debate if you want to watch with us we're going to have the entire debate And we'll be taking it uh, all in along with you uh, and occasional live fact checks and commentary. I think you're going to like it. Plus, we might be maybe rating some answers like Olympic judges. I'm not saying that's happening. I'm not saying it's not happening. If you're on the Studios America YouTube page, you're already in the right place. If you're somewhere else, come on over. Get the YouTube link at studoesamerica.com. Make sure to click subscribe and the little bell for notifications. We're going to have some great election programming, including emergency monologues to address breaking news as the election approaches. So you don't want to miss any of it. If you're watching on Blaze TV or Pluto TV, you'll be getting the uninterrupted stream coming up of the debate. And don't forget about Stephen Crowder's live coverage going on right now at his YouTube channel. That's going to be great to watch as well. After the debate is over, come back here. Uh, we're going to have the post-game wrap-up with Glenn Beck, Steve Dace, Pat Gray, Dave Rubin, Ali Stuckey, and more. It's going to be a great group. So we've got you covered in every way possible. As we get closer to the start of the debate, it's worth thinking about this entire process. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time encouraging people to vote, and that's great. The idea that is, you know, look, if you're of age to vote, you should do so. It's your responsibility, right? But is that true? I mean, sure, if you pay attention to the news, go ahead, vote. If you're spending time trying to understand the policies, sure, go vote. If you've spent one second reading instead of staring at TikTok, then yes, go ahead, vote. If you haven't done any of those things, stay home. We shouldn't encourage every moron to go out there and rock the vote. Even if you come to the opposite conclusion, I encourage you to vote if you know what you're talking about. We should encourage people to learn, then vote. Learn first, then vote. The order is important. You're supposed to learn, and then after you've learned, then you vote. We've forgotten about that a little bit. You can remind all of your idiot friends about the process and the order of this process by wearing the T-shirt, 
learn, then vote. The order is important. It's available at learnthenvote.com. What is sad about this whole process is, for many people, their entire education of who they will vote for begins and maybe ends in the next couple of hours. Those are the stakes tonight. Trump versus Biden, round one. It begins next. <laughs> 